From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. On the healthcare provider side, there's been this thing that says, oh, I just got to get a website. I have an amazing website. My website does X and Y, and I'm going to get lots of patients. And the truth is, the way that Google searches work, that website's going to show up maybe in seventh or tenth place. And most patients have already chosen someone before they even scroll that far down the page. So marketing tech for practices is in their reputation, it's in their ads, and it's in other ways to outreach to to patients beyond when the patient searches for you. That's Ty Allen, founder and CEO of Social Climb, talking about strategies medical practices can take to improve their marketing efforts. We'll hear more from Ty in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. Are you still asking your patients, how did you hear about us? Listen, there are better ways to track that. Your great reputation, fantastic website, and amazing advertising campaigns don't matter if they don't bring in new patients. If you're not collecting data on your marketing efforts, you're wasting your marketing spend. Visit get.socialclimb.com MGMA to learn how Social Climb's platform helps you get more patients with data-backed marketing that tracks patients from first touch to a scheduled visit and beyond. Our guest today is Ty Allen, founder and CEO of Social Climb. Ty joins us today to talk technology marketing that works, how to make Google your friend, and why practices don't need to spend blindly on marketing. Well, Ty, thanks so much for joining us on the MGMA Insights podcast. Daniel, it's great to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. Now, You are founder and CEO of Social Climb. For our listeners who may not know that organization yet, give us an idea of who Social Climb is. What do you guys do? Yeah, Social Climb is a software platform to enable practices, and in some cases, some smaller hospitals, to execute on the key technical marketing components that they need to have in place to attract today's patients. All right. Um, Now, I was doing a little bit of uh, investigative work, kind of snooping around the internet, reading about you, reading about the company, saw that you have a pretty interesting uh, personal story on kind of how you founded Social Climb in the first place. Walk us through that. Tell us what happened there. Yeah, there's not, there's probably not a, a lot of people who can say that a serious injury resulted in something good happening for them in business, but somehow I can say that. I, I was in a sports accident. I um, was injured in late 2013. I actually um, had a spinal cord injury at C3, C4, and um, had a small fracture there also. So I found myself laying on a backboard in an emergency room not far from my home where I had been injured. And 
Um, the emergency room doctor at that point had, had, had correctly diagnosed that I had what's called central cord syndrome and <clears throat> needed level one trauma care. And the little hospital he was in didn't have enough care for me. And so he said, I need to send you to hospital A or hospital B. Here are the names of the two spine surgeons on call. And uh, the ambulance will be here in five minutes. Let me know which one you want to go to. And it's, I mean, at this point, I'd spent about half an hour thinking I was going to be a quadriplegic. Wow. And um, I'd started to get some sensation back in my legs and feet. And so I was now thinking at that point, I'm going to be a paraplegic, no capability to use my hands. So it's not like I was on my phone searching to try to figure out which of those doctors to, to use. But my wife showed up, uh, got, got to the ER, and she did the research and tried to find one of those docs couldn't find a lot of information on which spine surgeon to choose. We chose one. That was the first of about eight to nine really critical decisions from where I would do inpatient rehab and occupational therapy to learn, could I learn to walk again, learn to use my hands again, um, to outpatient. We made a bunch of decisions that weren't very good. I tried different therapists, different providers, and then so I became very frustrated as a consumer of healthcare through this process. I'd never really had much healthcare need. And uh, all of a sudden I was a big consumer and I was very frustrated. I learned a lot about why these practices struggle to market themselves, how some of the historical things around it. And <clears throat> so I decided this can be solved. This, 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 this can, we, we can build solutions to solve these problems. So that I, I kicked off that um, two years later, I kicked off uh, the founding of Social Climb with a couple of partners. Wow, that is a powerful story. So I know that you were talking about just interacting, looking, doing the research, trying to find that information and uh, about what docs you needed to be using. So let's move that into that technology side of it, because we use technology generally to find out that kind of information. So um, I know that your focus there is in that healthcare marketing technology landscape. So that's top of mind to you. Give us an idea then, what's, what's going on right now in that technology marketing aspect of healthcare? What's going on there? What, what are you seeing? Yeah. So when we started six years ago, it was kind of like uh, we were the only we were the only voice out there going, you know, you can you can use this tech. It's been around for 15 years. Why don't you start using it in healthcare? And at that point, what we got a lot of was, oh, no, HIPAA, PHI. We can't do any of that, that stuff. And I think it was a lot of tradition also layered on top of that, you know, older doctors feeling like, look, you don't market yourself. You don't, you don't, you, you provide great care, great care precipitates more opportunities to provide care. So we're not going to do those things. So two things have, have kind of moved off of the, off the plate. One of those is some of those older docs have either decided marketing's okay, or they're no longer in charge. And some of the younger docs are now going, yeah, we are marketing. And secondly, more companies have realized that HIPAA is, while important, 
and something we all have to work under. It is not completely restrictive on actually doing good marketing. We have to sign a BAA with every one of our customers and we're in the HIPAA data loop, right? But so those two things have opened the door. So now there's more innovation happening in healthcare marketing technologies than ever before. Um, it's still behind. It's still trailing normal business. Uh, and I, I think you and I are gonna talk about a couple of those um, points around tracking actual ROI to patients. But um, it's pretty cool actually in the last five years to see how more people have come into the market with interesting offerings and more practices and hospitals have decided that they can embrace marketing as a method to attract and grow their businesses. Okay. I wanted to back up a little bit then. Was your background in technology marketing, you know, prior to this injury? Is that where you were? And are there industries right now who do a good job of this type of marketing that you want to see the medical world get, you know, take a step forward there? Yes. So uh, I, I guess I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. This is my fourth business. Um, I built and sold a couple of other businesses that were all marketing technology related. None of the previous businesses were related to healthcare directly. Um, so when I was experiencing my own frustrations, I just kept looking at what I was seeing, these really great practices or hospitals or physicians or therapists provide, they were awesome at their, their jobs. They did a great job for me, but they just didn't have any idea how to appeal to modern medical consumers. They didn't understand reputation. They didn't understand ads. They didn't understand how to target patients. Those are all features of modern marketing technology that are being used everywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things I realized is it's difficult to attract and retain very talented marketers in healthcare because healthcare is, has been so restrictive in its use of modern tech. So somebody would maybe be a great potential uh, you know, employee, but when they look at the details of, of working for a practice or a hospital that has restrictions, they say, nah, I'm gonna go do something else. So bringing those modern marketing principles in that lets you target patients, track return on investment down to the patient, like nowhere else outside of healthcare would anybody spend on marketing and guess as to what is and isn't working. They are, hmm. If you're gonna sell widgets or you're gonna sell a service outside of healthcare, you're gonna, you're gonna know, well, uh, I spent X and I got Y. And here in healthcare, everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, I got a bunch of calls and impressions and some clicks. I don't know how many of them turned into patients, but I'm gonna keep spending on it. <laughs> Uh, and then one more question here to kind of define what we're talking about. How do you define marketing technology? What is that specifically? Maybe we all as consumers interact with marketing technology every day. I guess if we turn a computer on, we do. But tell the layman here, what, what is marketing technology? Yeah, great question. So from a consumer of healthcare's perspective, it is your phone probably 90% of the time. 
you're you, today we all have a phone of some sort in our hand we take that that supercomputer phone out we ask it verbally or we, we type into it i want x or y and then it goes and find it most of the time 93 percent of the time we ask google yeah um and 90 plus percent of the time google responds back with a list of four or five highly recommended options and most of those things in a healthcare setting are local providers and it almost never delivers that local provider's website so it delivers a listing or an ad or some other representation of the provider that that provider probably didn't do much to manage and doesn't know what it's saying about that provider. So on the healthcare provider side, there's been this thing that says, oh, I just got to get a website. If I have an amazing website, my website does X and Y, but I'm going to get lots of patients. And the truth is the way that Google searches work, that website's going to show up maybe in seventh or 10th place. And most patients have already chosen someone before they even scroll that far down the page. So marketing tech for practices is in their reputation, it's in their ads, and it's in other ways to outreach to, to patients beyond when the patient searches for you. So those, that's a roundabout way of saying marketing tech is more than your website. Okay. Fair enough. Now, earlier you mentioned how important data is. You spoke at uh, an earlier event at MGMA this year in Texas. Uh, you spoke about the proof is in the data. Get the most out of your practice marketing. Give us an idea about that. What, what was maybe a main talking point from that session that uh, people can learn from? <coughs> yeah. So... <clears throat> um, the marketing decision-making process, as I've alluded to already on our little conversation here, is today in many places and practices in hospitals being driven by the number of impressions or clicks or calls. It's not being driven by the number of patients brought in by each of the campaigns. And the question I like to ask the practice is, do you make decisions in your practice of medicine without definitive data? The answer is always no. We have to make some guesses, but for the most part, we wanna collect all data possible and then make the best estimation on what the care should be and then follow the data from there to help the patient get better. The same principle can apply in, in marketing for healthcare. Today, um, if you are using and I'm, my platform's one of many, platforms that integrate to your practice management system and use click and call tracking mechanisms tied to every type of campaign that you run, you can actually identify the names of the patients, the revenue to be generated currently and even downstream on those patients for each campaign that you run. Those should be the drivers for whether you continue to spend or you turn off spend on each of those campaigns, not the number of impressions or calls or clicks, because those are, well, decent indicators. Sometimes they're not right. One of the things you had sent me earlier, I think it was <clears throat> about a week or so ago, was that in today's 
marketing technology, you don't have to spend blindly. You know, you can be very targeted in that, not just here's our budget, just go to it. Um, talk about that where you avoid that just, you know, just handing the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and then just here's here's what we've budgeted, go go market away. But how do you get really focused here? How do you spend within a budget and spend, I guess, shrewdly and, and, and very in a very focused manner? We're gonna to have to share a little, a little um, under the covers component here that we learned to answer your question. Yeah. Um, the, so when we first started with the social client platform, helping our customers track actual ROI down to the patient, our thought was, look, we'll, we'll build this in a way that does the same thing we see outside of healthcare. So that when you run a campaign, an ad campaign, let's say, um, our system will actually be able to track the names of the patients that come into the practice and the dollars. And it worked like a charm, it was great. The problem is customers would come to us and say, I don't wanna run my ads through your machine that's gonna go run Google's machine. I don't wanna do that all the time. Sometimes I might wanna do that, smaller practices wanna do that, but some bigger practices said, uh, we already have a great partner who does a great job on our ads, or we have an internal resource that's great at it. So what we realized is we had to make our ROI tracking capabilities detachable from our platform so that whatever mechanism you're using to run ads, you're running, you got a partner, say a great, a great um, agency that does a great job for you. Well, why don't you track them and see whether what they say they're doing for you is actually what they're doing for you. Or maybe you've got a doctor who says, I love baseball sponsorships. I want right. our practice to sponsor all the baseball teams in town. Okay, well, do it, I guess. And use our click and call tracking that you can detach to track how many patients and how many actual opportunities for care for your practice come from those things. Some of those are gonna be higher in the funnel, some of those activities, and some will be lower in the funnel, but you'll have data that shows you what is and isn't working. So when we see customers say, well, we're spending on radio spots, on television spots. We have our website. We're spending a lot on SEO on our website, but we're not spending on our reputation and our ads. We don't, we don't really believe in ads. We don't know how ads work. My, my response is always, I'm not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'm going to tell you, you should put click and call tracking on all those things, tie it to patient acquisition and let the data tell you where you should and shouldn't spend. And Every time a practice has done that, they've changed something or everything when they actually see the data. Okay. Give us an example in real life then. What's a case study you guys have had where you have brought somebody over to that, that side of thinking and you've seen success? Yeah. I, I have hundreds of them. <laughs> uh, I, I decided I, I would highlight... Uh, you know, kind of, I figured we'd, we'd kind of get to this point in this conversation. So we've got a great customer in uh, Longview, Texas. Okay. Longview Orthopedics. I think it's about 10 orthopedic surgeons. Um, the CEO of the practice is Ron Short. Um, Ron is not an experienced marketer. Ron is an experienced practice manager. Um, and, a, and, a, and he has athletic training in his background, right? So he's a 
he's he's not a he's not a business guy. Although I think he may have gone back to school, and but originally was a is a you know athletic training guy. But he needed to, marketing. He needed to expand the practice, and he was spending on lots of different things in that Longview, Texas market, which is on the east side of Texas near Louisiana. Um, so Ron said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fully embrace this. I'm gonna put my click and call tracking mechanisms on here." I'm going to work on my reputation. I'm going to run the whole thing. Within a couple of months, Ron had enough data that he knew where better patients were coming from. He knew where all of his patients were coming from, from a marketing perspective, but he also started to see in the channels where his better patients were coming from. And better, in his case, meant more surgical patients tied to doctors in his practice that needed more cases. So. Ron took the data from that and said, okay, I'm going to turn down spend on things where we're saturated. I'm going to turn up spend on underperforming doctors and get their schedules full. So now Ron, Ron has the capability, basically has the dials and knobs to turn up and turn down on the different funnels or different channels that are bringing patients in. So their surgery center, when they invest in developing a new surgery center, or maybe they buy a robotic surgery, um, surgery assistant, and they, they want to make sure that thing stays busy, turns up an ad, getting total joint replacements, those docs and that robot stay busy. That's, that's the kind of visibility that non-marketers, which Ron says he is, can, can be successful doing when they have the data. Yeah. Talking about the data then, what are the key KPIs? I'm sure there are many you study to be successful here, but if you narrow that down, what are those key KPIs that someone be, should be looking at to make sure that marketing is working? Okay, so um, a lot of times when, when we're when my sales team is talking to our to potential customers, those customers have an agency who's working with them, and that agency's um, currency that they work with is often impressions, clicks, and calls, because those are the only things they can actually put a measurement on. So the customer often pushes back and says, look, I need, I need to know how many calls, how many clicks, how many impressions are coming from each of these keywords or each, each component of what I'm doing in marketing. <clears throat> and we track those, we have that data in our platform, but I call that the garbage data. Because I, it's, gar it's garbage data to me if the actual name of the patient, the number of patients, the names of those patients, and the revenue associated with each of those patients can be the real indicator, the real KPIs of performance, then you're making decisions that actually tie to the growth and profitability of the, of the practice instead of guessing off of the garbage data. And I know I'm overstating when I call it garbage data because like we have we have it in our platform too. We have basically show the funnel of here's the number of impressions, number of calls, number of clicks, cost per click, blah, 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 blah. In the end, what really matters is here's the names of the patients, the numbers of the patients, the revenue you're getting. So you can calculate, say in an ad, the ROAS, return on ad spend number that ties to reality. That's when it gets really interesting and you're doing things that people outside healthcare have been doing for 15 years. Okay. All right. We have covered a lot of bases here. So if somebody's interested, wants to know even more about 
this kind of technology marketing. What are some resources? Where can you point someone? What can you share with the listeners about that? Um, so on our blog, we actually point to a lot of content that is not our content. Uh, we try to keep that blog pointing at innovation going on anywhere in healthcare marketing. So that's socialclimb.com slash blog. You can check it out stuff. We post stuff out there every week. And there's, a, there's, a, there's all kinds of resources there that let you say, well, well, who else is building interesting technology and how else is it being applied? Um, it's, well, of course, a bit self-serving. It's on my website and it talks about my practice, my, my systems a bit, but it also refers to lots of other interesting things going on. So that's, that's where I would point you. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually having fun working with the MGMA team um, on lots of content too. I'm, I'm seeing more and more marketing related stuff starting to show up in MGMA's content. And um, I think that's, that's a really innovative um, move for MGMA too, that to really en enable more and more practices along these lines. So I'm hopeful that that will continue to be a great source. All right. Well, Ty, I want to thank you again for hopping on, joining us on the MGMA Insights podcast and kind of opening our eyes to what's going on in marketing and what's available for practices out there. Thanks for having me, Daniel. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Ty Allen, founder and CEO of Social Climb. And we want to thank Social Climb for sponsoring this week's show. If you're not collecting data on your marketing efforts, you're wasting your marketing spend. Visit get.socialclimb.com slash MGMA to learn how Social Climb's platform helps you get more patients with data-backed marketing that tracks patients from first touch to a scheduled visit and beyond. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation, or if you want to suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights Podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.